Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell from Chef Fry Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about the link between the paranormal and spiritual beliefs and energy and intention. At the end of the day, I truly, sincerely believe that people who are into the paranormal are a special tribe. That they've got certain like-minded sensibilities uh, because they want to understand the unknown. They want to understand the more mysterious and dark aspects to life and living. And they probably have a very natural curiosity about where we go after we die. It's morbid, but it's fascinating. And that's why we call it morbid curiosity. And then we're going to take the conversation into somewhere else. We're going to talk about a little bit about tribalism and where our cultures become in these uh, very kind of divisive days. We are all these rugged individuals fighting for our right to exist, fighting for validation. At the end of the day, we have uh, gotten a little bit uh, weird about accepting others as they are. We tend to mock each other when we're different rather than try to understand each other. And I want to talk a little bit about tribalism and how the spirituality has uh, sort of acted and served in ways that uh, might not be so healthy. At the end of the day, we want to talk about the link between the paranormal and spirituality. And what is that? And why is that? And what is it that makes the paranormal as a as an interest as a fascination somewhat of a religion unto itself this is going to be a two-parter so please if you haven't listened to part one do listen to part one then part two if you want to become a part of our tribe a part of our mission a part of our empath tribe of helping out creating better practices in our society, nicer, kinder outcomes, and better mental health, and more robust living, come on over to my link tree. That's linktree forward slash Chef Comedy. I think you guys are going to like this one. It's a long one, but it's a good one. So let's begin. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy, and today, ladies and gentlemen, it has been quite a spell since we've talked about the paranormal. Yes. Yes, it has. Ghosties, ghoulies, and all things creepy. Let's talk about it. Today, uh, I want to first uh, talk about, well, oh, let me introduce my wonderful, beautiful co-host <laughs> and wife, Rebecca Russell. Please say hello to the folks. Hi. <laughs> I feel like you tried too hard on that one. Yeah, it was a little Let's bit. try that again. Okay. Welcome to the show, Rebecca Russell. Please say hello to the folks. Hi. <laughs> That's a little, <laughs> yeah. We'll take that. Okay. <laughs> okay, you guys. So, yeah, uh, at first, I, you know, I wanted to talk about the last show because I think a lot of people are probably going to get the wrong idea. You know, we live in a culture and society where we want to be loved. We want to be liked. We want to be um, celebrated for our good traits. And sometimes if we have any imperfect traits like grumpiness, cantankerousness, irreverence, etc. Oh, well, guess what then? You can't be a good person anymore. No! Not true. <laughs> Not true. That's right. And that's why that last episode was just sort of me turning the page on public life. Um, it's hard to be a public figure, especially when you're a private person, especially when you're an empath and a hypersensitive person. Um, 
at the end of the day, we want to put out a good show, an authentic show, a show for not just empaths, not just highly sensitive people, but regular folks too. I mean, who can't relate to the fact that life is hard, that life requires love and compassion and kindness and caring. And so at the end of the day, I just wanted to kind of talk about how public life has sort of made me feel like the world out there is sort of selfish, unkind, sometimes shallow, sometimes stupid, but that that is a very small margin of people on the whole. The vast majority of people have family and brothers and sisters and grandmas and all these different folks. Oh, look at you. Oh, gosh. I'm a terrible, terrible podcaster. It's all happening at once. <laughs> oh, my God. I have a reminder for Bri. Oh, okay. Cool. Anyways, yeah, if you're watching the video of this, uh, I'm recording video of this episode, and uh, you get to hear me talking all kinds of trash to my Google Assistant. <laughs> poor Google. Uh, poor Google, I know. Thank goodness she's a robot and has no feelings. But um, no, no, you guys, that was a podcasting error. I'm leaving it in. I don't give a shit. It's fine. It's uh, real life. Yeah, well, that's so. why we try to stay genuine. The cat scratches on the door. Things happen. Life happens. So... But what was I talking about? Um, at the end of the day, I, I don't feel like the vast majority of people are bad people. Uh, it's just that, you know, we're becoming fascinated in our culture with narcissism and shallowness and our looks and youth. And as you get older, you kind of get sick and tired of all these youthful dummies just doing their youthful dummy shit. Like, good grief. <laughs> It's like narcissism. It's, 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 I mean, yeah. if you know the story of narcissists, he was this handsome man who had long blonde hair, and he was like, ooh, look at that fella in the pond. Oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so people are just infatuated with their looks. And like I said, looks don't last forever. At the end of the day, you got to... Uh, create a, a, a personality and soul that will endure when your teeth fall out and when you get old and ugly because guess what it's going to happen to you too <laughs> oh my god uh, but no but that's why I wanted to just kind of turn the page on that negativity I, I don't have a hateful view towards people and especially my audience I'm not talking about my audience I'm talking about people who come into your life and you're like oh yeah well, all, all is welcome you know, and then you start to realize that they can't, you know, it's like it's like having a party and you're sitting there and you're having a good time. Everybody's having a good time. And then you f notice some creeper in the corner, you know, doing weird shit to your cat or doing weird shit to your stuff. And you're like, hey, hey, whoa, hey, what are you doing? And in other words, you're uninvited. Uh, you're in you're <laughs> Everything's a song. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I just mean to say that there's a lot of people, you just, they slip in under the radar and they end up becoming bad for your soul uh, because they're immature or they've got issues of some kind. And they, they you know, everybody needs validation. Everybody deserves to be uh, given their propers in this world. And uh, uh, But unfortunately, we can't hijack others in order to do that. I mean, I was just I just had a conversation with my friend the other day. Remember how awkward he comes over, my friend Mark, and, um, you know, I love the guy. He's a sweet, sweet guy, but he's talking about this video game that I've never played on a computer. It's a computer game called Rust, and, you know, he's he's a good, good, dear friend. I mean, I, I care about him deeply. I do. Uh, absolutely. He wouldn't be in my house if I didn't love him because I don't let weirdos in my mm -hmm. house. Well, 
They're weirdos, but they're my kind of weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was just like, um, and then I was starting to get a migraine. I had d- been recording all day, and it just it it just occurred to me like every time we talk, he hijacks the conversation, and he doesn't take little hints and cues like the conversation has winded down. Let's now change the subject. He's telling me about this video game. And I gave him, how long, babe? You were right there. 45 minutes of just talking about Rust. And finally, I was like, okay, shut the fuck up and get out of my house. Now, I was kidding. I totally was kidding. Mm. And he knew I was kidding. But then after that, I started getting a migraine. Then he kept talking about this video game. And it's like, and it got me realizing that, dude, you you never ask about my day. You never ask how I'm doing. I'm trying to save the world here. And whether people give a shit about that or not, it matters to me. And it's important that we, you know, people validate you and and say, hey, how are you doing? Are you, let's check in on you now. You know, when a friendship is a give and take. And I love the guy. Don't get me wrong. Um, But then I kind of put him in his place. I say, get the fuck out of my house if you can't come correct and be nice to me and if you can't ask about my day and you're going to hijack the conversation and steer it into the ground about something that i don't i can't contribute to the conversation how can i contribute to the conversation when i don't know anything about this video game so you can only uh uh-huh that's crazy so many times And, and so you know it got a little awkward, but then I texted him and I, I just let him know, like, dude, this has been a long time coming. I'm so very sorry that I, I should have been kinder about it. I should have been nicer about it because I, I feel terrible. Because, but I was like on the verge of a migraine. I wasn't feeling yeah. great, and I just was like exhausted with him. You know, I, I was like, get out, please. Um, and so it, it just kind of left things kind of weird. And I, you know, I, I texted him and I just said, yeah, you know. I just want to feel validated. When you're a public figure and nobody checks in on you anymore, nobody calls you anymore, nobody cares anymore, and that sort of bled into my public life too. You let these people into your life because you want to start a tribe of people who are caring and kind. And and it's like more the merrier. Great. But then, like I said, you invite certain people that come into your life that don't have proper understanding of of right and wrong, or they hijack the conversation to monopolize your time. At the end of the day, um, it's not about being mean to those people. It's about correcting behavior so that we're all being taken care of, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, to get things started, I didn't mean to go jump into a conversation about that, but, you know, my point is, is that I do care about people, and I don't want people to think like I'm overly critical. It's about basic, 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 rudimentary treating each other with a, a courtesy and kindness and respect that can endure. I mean, at the end of the day, he he's like, yeah, you're right. I do that. I'm sorry. And I was like, no, I don't want you tippy-toeing around me. I don't want, I want, I, I'm a comedian. I have a sense of humor. We can have fun. But at the end of the day, we have to sometimes um, be able to split our time between being real and serious mm-hmm. and being funny and goofy and jokey and, and and so that got me thinking about the balance that is life at the end of the day i mean it's hard you want to be funny and fun loving but too much of that you're not putting dividends into your spiritual life you're not putting dividends yeah. into your emotional life and then we woke i woke up today i i wanted to say that yesterday we found out my mother uh, has uh, a cancer spot in her colon and that um, it, it just scared the shit out of me. I was anxious all day yesterday, not feeling good. 
the good news is that, you know, because this is all on the heels of me talking about how I'm afraid. Yeah. 50s suck because yeah. you, your, your friends and your family are all getting older and you're going to have that gut punch someday. But with all that being said, um, they, we detected it early. The doctor said, you got in early. Thank goodness there was symptoms because <clears throat> my mom was having kind of long-term diarrhea. And she's like, what's going on? So thankfully that happened and, and we detected it early. And yeah. hopefully with a, a chemo and, and, and surgery, hopefully that'll get taken care of. But um, it just made me realize that this life is so fragile, you guys. It's so fragile. And at the end of the day, I want to be friends with everyone. I don't, I don't hold people to too high of a standard. I just come correct and... Uh, you'll be have a friend for life and so my friend and i yeah there's a little bit of weirdness there that will iron out over time you know but i don't want people feeling like they can't you know be you know like i, I don't want to scare people from being my friend i don't have yeah. high standards of for people i don't want people to feel rigid and uptight and uncomfortable around me hell no at the end of the day i don't care if you're a trump supporter i don't care if you're black or white or mexican or, or christian or jewish Hey, all is welcome in in in, in the Russell uh, household. Just no basic decency, no basic courtesy, and don't hijack the conversation. And and if you see people are struggling, for God's sake, let them off the hook. You know, I didn't <laughs> want to talk for two hours about this video game that I'd never heard of and never seen before. I could only, I could only, I was like, yeah, kind of like I like this. I like God of War because that's the video game mm. I know of. So I'm trying to yeah. do everything I can. And then he just keeps going on and on. So finally, I'm like, okay, if you're going to force me into this conversation, I'm going to ask probing questions about the video game. So I was like, so you end up, you start off naked on a beach with a rock. And yeah, okay, you do this. And so I'm like asking all the probing mm. questions. And finally, I was like, once I had really engaged with him on the conversation, I can tell he likes the game and I can tell that it gives him a lot of pleasure. So I have no judgment of him or that but he was saying how he did there's a purpose to this game which is um these missions last like two weeks and then they start over and these missions are stored on servers and so there's like a whole bunch of servers that have different games and he was saying he wanted to start a server to help people that uh, might have traumatic brain injuries or disabilities of some kind uh, who they could just kind of like a, a social gathering. And I was asking them the probing questions, and then he was taking offense to it as if I was like poo pooing it or something. I was like, no, I like the idea, the concept of helping people. I just don't understand the point. The point of this game is this long, and if it's only two weeks long, and you put all this energy into creating an environment that's going to get erased in two weeks, what in the hell are you doing? <laughs> He's like, he. you could tell he felt silly. Like, oh, I'm just trying to help. I'm, I'm retired. What do I care? I'm like, fine, fine. Do whatever you want, you know. But I was just trying to figure out what it was all about. And at the end of the day, you know, that's the thing. People come, people go in your life, and you, you, you know, you try to be kind to everyone. But at the end of the day, uh, like, like the last episode, I'm going through a little bit of a depression. I've been having lots of migraines. And at the end of the day, I don't want to push all my friends out for being different. No, we're, you know, variety is the spice of life. But at the end of the day, if people are hijacking the conversation and they never ask about how you're doing, we've, we've done entire episodes on that. We've talked about yeah. it. If people can't 
if there's no reciprocity, if there's no equal give and take, push and pull, you care about me, then I care about you. And that's what I talk about. That's what's important. So it's not about poo-pooing them and, and making them feel ridiculous. It's about having a mature conversation to say, hey, I'm feeling neglected here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and the reason why I bring all that up is because, like I said, um, winter time is the shits, you guys. I mean, it feels like winter's trying to kill you. And then whenever you get any kind of bad news at all, it's like, oh, it's like it up. It just uproots all of your happiness, all the progress you made, and you feel anxious again. And then you got to start over. It's like you're building this house mm -hmm. of comfort and house of, uh, you know, I don't know, energetic goodness. Yeah. And then someone comes in, goes, Kool Aid Man comes in, goes, Oh, yeah. And then destroys your whole world. And then you got to start all over. So that just got me thinking about. What I'm going through this year, uh, you know, this is year two of the podcast. We're doing pretty good. The numbers are okay, but they could be a lot better. Um, compared to YouTube numbers, it's shite, you know. And at the yeah. end of the day, all I was trying to say to my audience is that I love people, that we're positive, we're good people. All we expect is just basic courtesy, basic give and take, basic be a good person to me and you will have a friend for life. That's what it's always about. And I don't want people to tippy-toe around my tender sensibilities. People think you're a highly sensitive person. That means that you're highly judgmental. You're highly critical. Far from it. But don't think I'm not going to, you know, have a little fun sometimes. You know, I'm going to mm -hmm. talk a little smack if I think something's weird. Hey, that's just being human. But at the end of the day, I was trying to get you guys to understand that being an empath doesn't make you some spiritual guru where you have to act perfect all the time. At the end of the day, being sensitive often will make you get grumpy or irritated or <clears throat> irreverent from, from time to time because you have such a, a huge sense of awareness about yourself and others in the world around you that it's hard not to form opinions over time. And you go, God, what happened? Things are getting weird, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But then that got me thinking about spirituality. You know, I woke up today and our good friend, Idris, she's a witch and she's our spiritual guide. She's, she's you know, surviving empathy, spiritual guru of sorts. Yeah. And she lit a candle for my mom because she heard about the news. And, um, you know, my mom's doing everything she can to get that solved. And um, she's already today going to get a CT scan. So she's already started it and I'm I'm anxious for her. I love my mom. I god, I, like I said, it's <clears throat> I'm you can't ever be ready for the person you've known your whole life that's nurtured you and loved you your whole life. Um one day they're going to disappear and I'm not ready for that. I don't think anyone's ready for that. And so Idris was talking about how she lit she lights a candle at 10 o'clock p.m. every night for the people that she loves and cares about. And our candles burned an extra two to three hours and she was like that's a good thing that's a sign of longevity that's a sign of energetic healing you're yeah. you're gonna have a quick recovery and i'm like hey i'll take it you know yeah. i don't always understand spirituality other people's spirituality i i'm trying to open my mind because coming from the atheist community i was a christian for a very long time so it comes natural for me to be spiritual to 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 look up to the sky and pray to God or pray to Jesus. It, I used to do it all the time. And so then it got to be kind of a conversation about, well, 
now that I don't believe these things, how do you shut off the faucet to that part of your being? Yeah. It's a part of your spiritual being to want to talk to some third party. And so where do you put all this spiritual energy and all these beliefs if you don't anymore believe in Christianity? And so it's not about bashing Christianity. If that helps people stay grounded and spiritual, then I think that's a good thing. I've talked about religion. It's just that for me, I don't want to bark up the wrong tree. I mean, basically, Christians making the proposition that every other religion, including atheism, is wrong and that we're right. I just can't make that assertion. I don't think we have the right to say all the other religions are wrong. I, I find it arrogant. I find it lacking spiritual peace and, you know, balance. And, and so, I'm not against Christianity, though. I think Christian homespun values are a good thing. Um, so long as churches are doing good things in our society, I say more power to them. And that's important to me. But for me to get spirituality, I have to believe in it. I have to know that it's real. And I don't always know that it's real. And so oftentimes I felt like I was barking up the wrong tree because my all my prayers went unanswered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so, what am I driving at? What the hell is on Brian's mind this time? Because, you know, it's like, get to the point, fella. Well, <laughs> that's what I mean. It's train of thought. This leads to this. It's a domino effect. So, so Idris uh, gave me this feeling of spiritual uplift. I was like, thank you. Thank you, Idris. You yeah, are definitely. You're our, you're our witch. You're our resident yep. witch. And I like it. Yeah. And so, the point I'm making, if I'm making any point at all, uh, is that... Yeah, uh, when you're depressed, you're going through something spiritual. Emotional intelligence and emotions itself is a form of spiritual happiness and contentment. And uh, life is made up of energy and matter. And I, I often think that religion is, is like you know always says, well, just have faith without science. And I'm trying to say. Why don't we have faith, not in God, but have faith in emotions and energy? Energy is intention. That's my bargain. My bargain is is that when you come correct with your energy, that people will come correct. And uh, unfortunately, that's not always the case. Some people don't give a fuck about our happiness and well-being. And so we have to guard our hearts. And that's what I was trying to say, is that we have to become one part teddy bear, one part grizzly bear uh, to fight in a world full of people that just disregard our existence altogether it's yeah, not right but there's people out there that just don't take life seriously enough or they take life too seriously to the point where but they're more important than everybody else they're they think the world revolves around their ass and that the sun rotates around their behind you know, and that's not it. <clears throat> At the end of the day, if you're going to be a spiritual person, you're going to be a religious person, aren't you, I don't know, supposed to not be filled full of hate and contempt? I don't know. That's what I heard. That's that's what I thought. And that's why I don't understand a lot of Christians. Like, you'll go on, these atheists versus these Christians will just go after each other. And a yeah. lot of the Christian videos I watch, I'm like, I think you're missing the point of Christianity, dude. Yeah, peace. It's so many are peace. They're so hateful and so yeah. divisive. And yeah, right. And I'm not saying all Christians are like that. <laughs> no, Far from it. No, no. I'm just saying though that a lot of people miss the fucking point of life, and so you can't fill your life full of people. And if you have a party and there's a hundred people at your party, you can bet your ass that seven of them ain't right in the head. 
<laughs> you can you can bet on that. You can make sure of that. And 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 it's not about putting those people down. It's not about hurting people. It's about if people aren't coming correct, stay at home until you are correct. Work on yourself. Yeah. Get yourself get your head right. Get your finances right. Get your emotions right. Be a kinder person. Then you can come to my party. You can mm-hmm. eat all the fucking dip you want. <laughs> Right? I mean, (laughs) think about it. I know, we're we're taking this analogy to the extreme. (laughs) So where am I going with all this? Gosh darn it, Brian, I got a busy life. Meet with your point, Chef Bride Comedy. Okay, here's the point. The point is, you guys, is that um, uh, I'm opening up my spiritual understanding uh, to include things that I don't necessarily believe in. Um, because yeah, I'm scared for my mom. I'm scared for the mortality of all those I love. And I realized that pragmatic scientific atheism worked for a long, long time. It helped me find control in a chaotic world. It helped you believe only in that which is provable and testable, etc. And I think that's important. But at the end of the day, energy is intention. And a lot of times I believe energy uh, our emotions are just this, it's a, it's a whirlwind of uh, emotions, which is a whirlwind of energy and, and getting yourself under control and maintained so that you can achieve in your life and achieve happiness and success and all these things. It's a, it's a balancing act, frankly. Yeah, it is. And so what I'm learning is that energy is intention and that means that when your energy is right, yeah, not all people are going to sense that. Not all people are going to respect that. And there's going to be haters and uh, usurpers out there who are energetic vampires, energetic calloused rocks, stones, ignorant yeah. and, and uh, oblivious to your plight. Maybe not intentionally, but maybe they just don't know any better. Or maybe they just don't pick up on things. My friend is a wonderful human being, but he's just oblivious. Like, I don't think he understands how a conversation is supposed to work. It's kind of like planes, trains, and automobiles. There's supposed to be a beginning, middle, and end. And you know what? There's supposed to be a point. <laughs> like, and my, I love my friend. And so if he's listening, which he isn't, um, he, he's, you know, he, yeah, well, that was just part of, part of it. I was like, if mm-hmm. you're going to be my friend, share the show, listen to the show, get involved. You don't have to spend, all of your time listening to me, but if you want to be my friend, you want to be involved in my life, I don't know, bare minimum, share the show, tell people about me, you know, do the bare minimum. And that's what I was trying to tell my audience is, hey, you like what you're hearing here? Well, I'm glad you're getting something from this, but I can't live without oxygen forever. I need oxygen to live. And that for a podcast is shareable. It becomes shareable. It becomes repeatable. It becomes give and take where your audience expects something from you you expect a little something from them and so just yeah share the show go subscribe to my youtube channel that's all i want and if you can pitch in a dollar or two hey great i don't expect people to have a ton of money i know this that's why we're fighting for the middle class and the working people i get it so uh, whatever you can do is is all i ask is all i ask whatever you can do um but that's my point is that life is inherently emotional and spiritual And whether, for the longest time, I felt a sense of control over my life because of uh, atheism. And yes, there's a point to this. The point is, is that I think the paranormal is in itself a form of religion. 
It's a form of spirituality. You want to speak on that a little bit? Okay, what I'm getting at, because she's like, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> what I'm getting at, babe, is that um, uh, we're spiritual beings. We, it's, it's, we're, it's matter and energy. That's what we are. And at the end of the day, I believe people get into the paranormal after, you know, say their family member dies. Say their mom dies. Say they have a weird experience of something moving around in their house they can't explain. It opens up a door. It opens up a, um energetic door to a different world. And sometimes that world can be energetically healing and soothing. Other times it can be demonic or evil or simply disruptive at least. But at the end of the day, what I mean is, is that the freaks and geeks in our society that are sick and tired of Christianity and it's just promises that never get fulfilled. We're looking for answers somewhere else. And sometimes that comes in the form of Wicca. Sometimes it comes in the form of witchcraft. Sometimes it comes in the form of simply atheism or pragmatism. But at the end of the day, the reason why I didn't get into all these religions is because if if one religion exists, then I guess they are all valid. And if none of them exist, then I guess none of them are valid. And now yeah. I'm reaching a point where uh, I believe that the paranormal is sort of my spiritual path in the sense that not worshiping dark things, goodness, no, not the occult, but simply, um, like I said, it, it when you get into the paranormal, it opens up a world where you think a lot about the afterlife. You think about what life ought to be. And at the end of the day, that's where your energetic healing comes from. That's where your fascination comes from. And so it becomes, in essence, a form of, uh, you know, a, the paranormal is your uh, daily bread. It's, it, it's fun and exciting, but we haven't done it for a spell. But there's a reason why. And we'll go into that after you talk. But I just wanted to get your feel, feelings on the paranormal is in terms of a fascination to the point where it almost becomes a lifestyle or, or spirituality of sorts. Yeah. Well, like I'd mentioned before we started recording, I think a lot of it's a mixture of spiritualism and scientific things. Yeah. Because, you know, there's you have the devices that you can read. There's science. There's science Real behind science. it. Yeah. Testable, but it's also science. spiritual because why are people coming yeah. back or what's the, the meaning behind it? Is it because there's a different dimension? Is it because the, there's a consciousness a portal, that lives or on a consciousness it? or an energy? So it's, a, it's or, an interesting mix mm-hmm. of the two things, I think. So it's, right, it, right. it's fascinating. Well, yeah. And that's why I wanted to talk about it today because we haven't talked about the paranormal in a spell. And now that we're getting ready to do our paranormal reviews and paranormal uh, roulette on YouTube at Chef Bride Comedy, that's Chef Bride Comedy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Jump into a plug, <laughs> a promo. No, but um, we are going to be entering the YouTube space pretty soon as paranormal experts, paranormal enthusiasts, paranormal empaths who understand how the paranormal works and and yes we do but we've stepped away for a good long time you want to maybe explain to the folks why we stepped away from it so wholly people are like i thought this was a paranormal show what the hell you want to talk on that well i think part of it was just it seemed like the stuff we were watching it was just the same old stuff over and over and repeated and the same videos some of it's things and yeah some of it's just trying to jump on the paranormal mm -hmm. bandwagon yeah and you can learn more that way yeah exactly so we just kind of had to take a step back and let stuff kind of refresh itself and right and like you were mentioning it was just sometimes it can just take your mind into a weird place right there and when you think too much about life and death or darkness um you can get you can actually evoke spirits accidentally that way. You yeah. you can evoke 
demons that way. I know that not everybody believes in that stuff, but, you know, that's like Ouija boards. Do I believe in Ouija? I believe that it is a way to communicate with the other side. To what extent that other side exists, I don't always know. I think in some sense, it's just, it's a focus. So you could take another object and have it be the same type of focus. It's It's not necessarily the object itself. It's the vehicle for which something can uh, open up a realm to other another realm and and so i would just much rather not play with fire Mm -hmm. uh, on the off chance that it works and it evokes a spirit now you got a pesky little demon sitting in your bedroom (laughs) you're like fuck (laughs) i'd just rather not deal with it because i've dealt with it enough in the past i've been on paranormal investigations i've been uh we used to play with ouija all the time and the last time i did it was with this gal and she opened up the 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 thing she opened up a session and uh, this cat outside went, I mean, like, worse of it than I've ever heard. And I was like, we're done. <laughs> like, Bye. I took that as a sign. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't know. And she might do this all the time. She says her house is haunted. You know, I ended up spending the night. And it's just like, it was weird. And, and I think she was in a dark place herself because yeah. uh, she was uh, playing with fire. She was in the paranormal too much. And when you live in that realm, you don't realize that your brain is being hijacked by something. Either it's becoming an obsession or more so it's becoming an energetic mm-hmm. influence by some form of energy. And so yeah. when it becomes that, it gets unhealthy. And so I just think it's best to, you know, play with fire in small bite-sized doses. Just mm-hmm. close your sessions uh, cleanse yourself and energetically heal from when you get too involved in the paranormal. And that's kind of yeah. what we did. We took a little mm-hmm. break. Yeah, definitely. You know, because I don't think about it every day now. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. Yeah. We really shouldn't. Yeah. You know, but now that we're kind of getting, winding back into the swing of things, <clears throat> we were just watching uh, uh, this uh, paranormal show on YouTube that's doing a walkthrough through um, Zach Bagan's a museum and uh you know i feel like this is a great opportunity to say something i i talked on the last episode how i want our show to when we do the paranormal reviews on youtube that i want to uh, just you know we don't need more zach bagans is what i was trying to say i wasn't trying to make fun or mock zach bagans i think he's our whether you, you like him or think he's influential or not it doesn't matter if he's a clown or if he's a kick-ass dude he is our carnival barker. He is our spiritual mm-hmm. guide into the paranormal because he's made a very healthy living off of it. And whether you like that or not, <clears throat> I tend to believe that he's done good work, but he can also be a little bit of, of a, you know, a little bit of a clown mm-hmm. in that <clears throat> he's, he's bringing us into this world. But, you know, uh, sometimes I feel like there's an inauthenticity when you're making 30 million a year doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, but. Yeah. Then again, he is there and there and he's got the money and he's got the clout to do the things that us regular folks can't do. So I think he's contributing to the field in a good way, just that we don't need little Zach Bagan's disciples running around with their flat build hats <laughs> and their creased pants and all. Yeah. That's all I meant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But getting into the paranormal, I mean, I just I it's it. It's like baseball season for me. I'm like, ah, baseball season. Ah, it's April, baseball season. For me, it's like, <laughs> ah, paranormal season starts when, you know, because winter time is a dark time anyway. I really don't like getting into dark things 
when I'm already feeling a darkness. I feel like uh, it makes you concentrate on it too much. Like there was a summer where I broke up with my girlfriend long ago and we had just moved back and uh, to, from uh, Salt Lake City. I was a chef out there. We moved back to my our home area. And uh, all summer long, I watched zombie movies all summer without relent. And then I would go out to the store or something and people looked like zombies to me. Like there was like this farmer dude in like, uh, you know, the Osh, Kosh Bagash uh, overalls, right? Yeah. And I'm like, he looks like a zombie. Like, and, and so I'm like, okay, Brian, you need to take a break from these zombie <laughs> movies. <laughs> because I was just going into it too much, you know. But well, that just made me think yeah. of something I hadn't told you the other day. Yeah. Uh, my manager was, I don't even remember what brought it up, but he was saying that something reminded me of something on a Saw movie. Mm-hmm. And he said that he used to be obsessed with Saw movies and horror and stuff. And yeah. then right after that period of his life, he went to working overnights. Oh. And he said the mixture of working overnights and watching horror, like yeah. ever since then, he can't. He do it it brought right. him into this weird space that he's yeah. having weird dreams and weird thoughts that's and- exactly it mm-hmm. at the end of the day whether you know it or like it or not when you align yourself with darkness with ill intent it doesn't mean you're an evil person no, but you're fascinated with the macabre that can become an obsession that can get a little dark mm-hmm. and in doing so energy is an intention you might accidentally evoke some energy to cling to you or some you might end up having weird things happen in your life so i just think if you're going to be an aficionado and into the paranormal you kind of have to do it with a sense of delicacy yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you were just mentioning off air as i was looking over show notes that we tend to kind of we, we get all into the paranormal around when spring comes and we're really mm-hmm. into it. And then summer is light and breezy energetically. Yeah. As empaths, we rely on that. Because <clears throat> it, it kind of, it's like, it's like you know, it's like a religious person. You know, you're basking yourself with the light. You're, you're protecting yourself in a way. And then Halloween time comes and we love it. And then a little bit after Halloween, maybe two, three weeks after Halloween, I'm like, eh, I'm not into it's this Christmas right time now. then. It's like, then it's, it's a whole Christmas. different feel and a different yeah. type of and then when atmosphere. Christmas, Right. And then when Christmas ends, I think it becomes sort of the middle of winter and everything feels bleak. And do you really want to watch Saw movies? Do you really want to get into true crime? Do you really want to obsess on the paranormal in a time where you kind of need that lightness Mm -hmm. to cheer up the mood, you know? So, yeah. So that's what we do as as we take time off. And our show tends to correlate with our real life is when we get back into the paranormal, so do you. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah, the other night, you know, here we are. We're, we're like, okay, well, we're going to be doing paranormal reviews soon on YouTube. Paranormal roulette, we're calling it, because we're going to use a roulette well on my f- phone. And we go, and then you click, oh, it's this show. And then we watch that yep. show and we review it. And then does this have a, an appreciable, uh, positive um contribution to the paranormal field that's what we're concerned about we're not concerned about entertainment value we're concerned about paranormal preservation where are we preserving the field in a way that's appreciable when you're a paranormal investigator like we are or a paranormal enthusiast even you want to have an appreciable net sum gain to the field legitimacy maybe you're finding out things that other people aren't like when you look at uh, the ghosts of carmel maine 
Some people think he's full of shit. They're like, ah, oh, I don't believe it. Well, I know it's for real. You know how I know that? Because he's in his 50s, he doesn't know tech, and it would be way, way too much for a guy like him to fake. I tend to agree. Yeah. Because he can barely edit videos. <laughs> like, he's like, give me another week, y'all. I gotta right. do this yeah. thing. And I'm not putting him down. He's a lovely, no, wonderful man. Uh, Ghost of Carmel, Maine. Go check it out. Kent, Kent Burris is his name. And he's a wonderful fellow. And uh, I've talked to him, you know, a couple times. And I'm like, hey, you know, he knows the show and all that. But my point is, is that, yeah, we kind of let the paranormal take a back seat for a while for mental health and for empath stuff and for just uh, talking about society and society's ills. Not, an, not to bum people out, but just as an energetic empath, I feel like we have to talk about politics and the politics of hate. We have to talk about lies and misinformation in our society so that people understand. Now that we're sort of getting back into spring, I feel it's a really good time to sort of you know, re-explore what the paranormal is for us and for mm -hmm. most people, I think. Yeah. You know? So, when I say that it's sort of our spirituality, what does that mean to you? I think probably because it just kind of makes you, it makes you ask questions. Like, why are we here? Where, yeah. where are we going? Is there something else? Is there... Right. Anyone else, any other place, any other... Yeah. It just makes you think about things, and well, it just kind of opens your mind. And I think it's the perfect analogy for life, is that life is about life and death. And is there yeah. an afterlife? And, and, you know, a lot of people think, well, how can you believe in ghosts if you don't believe in God, if you have a soul? Well, we don't know necessarily that it's our soul that lingers. A ghost might just yeah. be residual energy that has no soul. Well, and yeah, it's not we that... We don't necessarily know it. Yeah, exactly. It's not... Mm. Some Yeah, like you say, people, well, if there's no heaven or no God or whatever, how can you believe in it? Well, why can't there be something else? Why can't... I mean, why does that have to be the only answer well, or you, the only place? Or, right, well, yeah, if you put it in non-religious <laughs> terms, it means yeah. what if we just simply die... And our residual energy just goes back to the universe. But maybe there's some little splinter of us, some little speck that yeah. is us. And that stays sentient for a little while. In other words, it lingers until it dissipates. Yeah, or maybe there's another plane. Or, or maybe there's another plane. And, right. But it seems like a lot of ghosts do seem to... There's more time, more instances of ghosts and hauntings when there's some kind of trauma, yeah. or when there's some kind of uh, violence, or when there's some kind of um, uh, confusion, like a yeah, car definitely. accident or a or, child, yeah, or if there's something that was unfinished, or unfinished business, right? Life. A lot of older folks that are like. You ain't moving into my house. <laughs> yeah, or attachment, <laughs> to, places to places and, and yeah. things. Right, right. And that's what's so neat about Zach Bagan's museum is that there's a story for every little piece in there. And yeah. I know as an empath that I would go in there and be like, remember that scene in Ace Ventura 2 where he's like, ee, ee, looking at all the heads on the walls <laughs> and he goes, lovely room of death you got here. <laughs> that would be how I would react as an empath to it. But I would do it. Still want to go. I think yeah. it would be emotionally exhausting. Mm -hmm. I'd probably have to spend the night in the, mo in the hotel that night going, like it would probably right. take it out of yeah. me, I think, yeah. energetically. But but at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, the paranormal is about the exploration of science and 
energy, which is spirituality. So I tend to think yeah. that they, you know, we, we tend to look at the world in absolutes. It can only be science and it can only be faith. And what yeah. God, if there is one, I call it the universe because yeah. it helps me feel more accurate. Mm-hmm. I don't believe God is a person per se, but if there is yeah. a sentient energy to the universe, I believe it is the universe itself. That yeah. universe sometimes, every once in a while, winks at us. Mm-hmm. I was very, very mad at God a long, long time ago when I was a Christian. I went for an eight-mile walk, you guys. That's how upset I was. And at the very end, I said, why don't you just fucking show yourself? I was so upset, you know, and because uh, I was going through a lot in that time. And, and I looked up, and uh, I saw a shooting star. And there was no shooting stars that whole walk. None. And I was like, all right, then. And it kept my faith going for a little while longer. Um, and that's what I mean is that just because I don't necessarily believe in doctrinal religion doesn't mean that I poo-poo it, and it doesn't mean that I have contempt for it. It just means that I tend to believe that the universe is our God. The universe mm-hmm. itself is an energy. That energy guides the world. And if you yell at it enough, every once in a while I'll go, okay, 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 calm down, Brian. And I think that's yeah. what it was trying to do. It was trying to tell me, wink, I'm here. That's Yeah, I and think it, it is energy. It chills. Yeah, absolutely. It's energy. It's, it, you, what you put out, what you're well, asking yeah. for. Yeah. We right. don't know. That's, that's yeah. just it. And that's just it. We don't know. And what you put out is what you tend to get in return. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why, you know, I don't necessarily believe in karma, but I do believe you reap what you sow. Yeah. If Sometimes. you do it enough. Not yeah. always, not, yeah. Not everyone. Not always, but... right. Well, and that's what I mean is I was very upset, and I think the universe was saying, Brian, it doesn't matter if I'm real or not. The universe is real. You know it. You see it. Here it is. Um, <clears throat> it doesn't matter whether or not people 2,000 years ago got it absolutely accurate. If you mm-hmm. get something from this, then do that. And that's where yeah. I think religion can be one of those things where you – I don't know. It's a smorgasbord. Pick and choose what works for you. I don't know. Because it's either all right or it's all wrong. And at the end of the day, I just think that we're, we're looking at religion and science wrong. We're looking at it in, in absolutes, blacks and whites. And I'm just saying, well, if there was a God, i.e. the universe, he's the biggest scientist there is. He created all this. Maybe he didn't create it physically in a lab, but... And not as a sentient being... Not necessarily. Well, it became sentient when consciousness became, I don't know, because that's that's the thing. We don't know. Mm -hmm. Is the universe a sentient organism itself and that we're just a part of the sum total of that universe? So, it's not about poo-pooing, because I just don't believe that God is a person. Yeah, exactly. And we were created in his image and that God yeah. has a penis and God has balls and God crosses his legs and eats sushi and all those things. I don't buy yeah. that part no, of it. But that's okay. Not. You know, if others want to, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I'm driving at here is that the paranormal helps me find answers. You know, like I started getting into paranormal in like 1982 when Poltergeist came out. And then I learned, you know, that's incredible. Had a lot of paranormal shows. There was a paranormal story mm-hmm. about a ghost child in Toys R Us in L.A. Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries, Had a right. Lot of that stuff, too. Yeah. And so, over time, that's when I started learning about Ed and Lorraine Warren, 
who were, you know, they were straight G's in those days. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't get a lot of press, though. You had to find the press. It's not like yeah. the internet now. Well, where, exactly. Like, yeah. I couldn't find a lot of press on them. But every once in a while, I'd see a story. And I knew who they were in the back of my subconscious. I knew I'd heard of them. Yeah. And I'd every once in a while see stories on them. And most of the time, all they dealt with was, you know, skeptics calling bullshit on them. And I just thought that was a little unfair. They were faith-based um, practitioners of the paranormal. What do you yeah. think about those guys? I think um, <clears throat> I think for the most part, they were, they were legit. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think they made stuff up and staged things, but Maybe. I... I don't know. Yeah, it's hard <clears throat> to say, because some of the stuff does seem a little far-fetched, but at the same time, who's to say? I yeah. mean, I've never experienced anything like that, so I've never been mm-hmm. in a position to really judge right. that. Yeah, so. well, and, and my and my whole thing is, is like, well, Brian, if, if God isn't real, then why does, you know, why do we bring in priests during devil uh, mm-hmm. uh, demon um, exorcisms or something like that? Well, because energy is intention. Exactly. It doesn't matter it's if it's a, religious it's energy. It's, it's the ritual. Yeah. It's the energy. It's the... You could come in as a as a non theist and do the same thing with the same energy. Yeah, it's the intent, the energy. The intent. Not to mention spiritual beings, paranormal entities, probably un- have a, a very inherent understanding of our un- our, our religion. Mm-hmm. So when the dark, evil entity, whether it's a religious entity or simply a dark entity, enters our realm or our space, and you say, you know, Jesus be gone something like that um he's like no no that's the antithesis of me like it it's like it has some inherent understanding of the light and so whether Mm -hmm. you put it in religious terms whether you put it in spiritual terms whether you just simply put it in scientific terms i do believe that there's an inherent light and darkness to energy yeah yeah so when you say the light you're going into the light you're not necessarily talking about literal light but then again it is literal but it is also figurative in that it's positive energy it's positively aligned energy and that's what god and heaven are to me mm-hmm. now do i necessarily believe in heaven per se i don't but i do believe that <clears throat> you know we go in back to the universe and whether we have a sentient understanding of of life after death i don't know i, I hope so but I don't know. I'm agnostic about it. But I yeah. definitely don't believe that 100% religion is authentic. I think it has the right idea. I think it was trying to scare people from doing bad things, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Because we just watched an episode of Bailey Syrian where she's talking about dark history and talking about all the torture devices in those days. So I do believe religion probably had a really good hand in getting people to come correct. There's a lot of people in life who just have the freedom of will, but they're evil, they're sociopaths, they're predators, and they will exploit their freedom uh, uh, for their own good, and they don't seem to understand or have compassion for the harming or suffering of others. So I think religion had a place in historical times to say, hey, you know when you die, you're going someplace unless you don't do right in which place you're going to go to another place. And it scared a lot of people to come correct. And hey, if that's what you got to do to fix society, I say more power to you. But it was also used to Mm. bludgeon people into doing things that were, it had to be a certain way. And if you don't do this certain thing, then you're going to hell and this and that. Right. And And that's why I think today, if you want to practice Christianity, great. And, And that's why I like people who aren't overly 
serious about it. Not to say that they are not devout. They might be devout, but just calm the fuck down. Do we, do we really need people like from the Da Vinci Code slapping themselves with straps yeah, and shit? Come exactly. on. It doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be uptight and weird and creepy. Uh, spirituality should be inherently non-creepy, I think. Yeah, definitely. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, at minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and that's where I came to understand energy. As an empath, people think it's weird. They think it's pseudoscience. We've done entire episodes about the science of being an empath. There's nothing odd or weird about being highly sensitive. It just means you're attuned to shit. And it doesn't mean that you're necessarily spiritual. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're religious. It could be either or. Um, It's like being an atheist. Being an atheist is not a claim of anything else other than you don't believe in a deity. And you don't necessarily believe the doctrinal Mm -hmm. religions, right? But that doesn't mean that you poo-poo it. It doesn't mean you have disrespect necessarily. Now, there are a lot of atheists who do disrespect. Or they just get sick and tired of Christians getting up in their face and calling them names and being non-Christian about things. Right. That's my problem. Oh, absolutely. You know, if you're a Christian, you should be held to a little bit higher standard of decency. Sorry. Mm -hmm. So, when they get all weird and hateful and scornful, like that video we watched the other day where this guy's going to put down atheists and call us retards and things... His word, not ours. And he's got a bunch of hunting equipment behind him. It's like, oh, yeah, real good Christian. Kills and murders animals for fun. He was something else. Yelling and screaming at atheists like we're all stupid. And then never once making an argument that I can say, well, I I, I get your frustration. He just just started going into bash mode. a bunch of bashing. Yeah, Yeah, it was really bad. And you're a Christian. And you're going to claim to... And he was coming weird because he's like, hi, guys, being all nice about Mm -hmm. it. And then he got hateful and weird. And you could tell there was some inner disgusting hate in there yeah in his and energy I, and I he was creepy i saw a wedding ring and mentioned to you that i felt sorry for his wife because yeah someone like that that goes into their personal life and how they treat people oh, and you know how they think of people energetically and, yeah he's probably acts like a total horse's ass and yeah. then and then they have the audacity to claim that god and jesus are their savior and yeah. that god and jesus um you know keep shield me and and keep me protected yeah, because when, they feel protected they can be hateful because they're forgiven they can that's, that's kind of they can it, do whatever wonder, the fuck you know? they want because yeah and so we're not bashing christians we're bashing no, hypocrites yeah hypocrites exactly. who don't understand what christianity should be yeah because they don't when, see the, the <clears throat> hypocrisy in it they well, honest, some of them don't and yet they claim this omnipresent intellect mm-hmm. it's like i don't think you've got it together yet you might want to go back to the drawing board film. yeah yeah and so I set all this up because my point simply is, is whether you're Christian or not, it's it's irrelevant. If you're Republican or Democrat, it's irrelevant. If you're black or white, it's irrelevant. <clears throat> when I talk about energy is intention, it just means if you're a good person, you mean well, um, that you should come correct. And when your energy is aligned with goodness and kindness and charity and doing the right thing, um, a lot of times, a lot of Christians, they, they have a very unusual way of showing their kindness. You know, like, I'm a Christian, but I'm also a Republican, and I also hate blacks, and I also hate Mexicans. And the poor. And you should get a job, lazy liberal, and you should, like, what? How yeah. are you? I know. You're missing the point, feller. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, 
I don't even understand it. Well, I don't even have words I, for I, it. I don't mean to generalize. There are some people no. like that and that's some that aren't, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I'm just saying that it's unfortunate how politics hijacks people's minds to make them sound awful. And it happens to liberals, too. I've had liberals try to cancel me because they don't like my grumpy attitude. Well, sorry, buddy, but this is me. I'm 50. I'm grumpy. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Have a, Get a life and go away. Yeah. And and come back when you can come correct. Yeah. You know. Um, but energy is intention. I live my life based on that. That's almost my kind of uh, spirituality in essence is that, you know, we are agents of good. And if we think that we're guarded from wrath because our savior jesus christ is on the the bat phone over there and i can just make a call to jesus anytime i want it gives people a false sense of entitlement yeah and it's like geez louise you know at the end of the day you are held to a higher standard it's just like when you have a, a a commercial driver's license when you get a ticket as a like, say I'm driving a big rig, and then I get off work, and I go drive my car on the weekend, mm-hmm. and I get a ticket. I get more points taken away from me than if I'm just simply a regular motorist. Why is that? Because you're held to a higher standard, because yeah, you should know the rules of the road. It's your profession. Better. It's your yeah. profession. That's mm-hmm. right. And so, if you're a Christian, guess what? You're aligned with that profession. You're aligned with that demonstrable religion which means that you should be held to its tenets which is love thy neighbor be a good person blah 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 and Mm -hmm. yes we make mistakes and we can be forgiven there's nothing wrong with that in essence but they seem to rely on an awful lot to 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 say we can say and do whatever we want and we can be as hateful as we want no Mm -hmm. i don't think so and yeah. so I wanted to uh, pivot here. Uh, the point of that is to set up that energy. doesn't matter if you're black or white or Christian or atheist. It's energy. If you have good I- intentions, you're a good person. You try hard in this life to be a good person. Um, I think that can um, uh, positively align you with a good life. Not always. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect. It's not 100%. No. But I wanted to talk. You had a story to tell about energy and how it sort of works and how yeah. sometimes it happens to you and me. But go ahead, babe. Talk yeah. about your energy Yeah. Um, so, it was, mm. I don't know, probably close to a year ago. Um, I'm on the Nextdoor app. Yeah. And this woman came on there. Um, she she was calling herself the spider lady because she said she came on and said, I raise jumping spiders and they're really fascinating creatures and started talking about them and educating people. And she kind of became this thing on the next door app. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, a couple of weeks after that, she popped up on my Facebook mm-hmm. as someone I might know. And I had a lot of mutual friends on Facebook, which were mostly from my atheist group, yeah. which are people I don't know in real life. And she lives in town. Right. So that in itself was kind of an interesting little thing yeah um and i friended her on facebook and we kind of talked once in a while and about a month or so ago she had said she was going to go facebook silent for a little while because Mm -hmm. she was going through some stuff and the night before the thing that happened i had thought about her and said oh i'm going to message her and see how she's doing so i'm at work the next day and i'm helping this customer and i kind of look up to the person standing behind him and i just immediately was like that's her like, because when I had gone on Facebook, I told her where I worked and said if she wanted to come by and meet in person, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. And it had been months ago that I said that. So, yeah, yeah, I glanced up and saw this woman standing there and just, I just knew, like, that's that's her. 
and she came up and she's like so this is gonna sound really weird and i'm like no you're you're the spider lady and she's (laughs) like yeah so it's just it's happened so many times in my life like i'll there'll be someone i've had it happen with old coworkers that i literally have not seen in like two years didn't think about right all of a sudden they'll pop in my head that day or the next day i see them yeah and i want to that's it's, a cool story. It's it's yeah. just something that's happened throughout my life. Me a too. Lot. Me mm-hmm. too. And 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 that is how you know you're an empath. And my point is this: anybody can call themselves an empath, okay? Um, whether they are or not. Now that granted, you know, mm-hmm. I could call myself African American. It don't make it true. Um, but my point is is that there's a lot of people who do that, who get that, you know. Whether it be deja vu, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, you're thinking about someone or something and then it comes into your life not far after. Yeah. And I wanted to explore that a little bit more because is that paranormal or is that empathic or what is that? Mm-hmm. You know, because we tend to just throw everything in a pseudoscience category and yet there could be a very perfectly yeah. reasonable explanation for it that is a mixture of science and mm-hmm. energy, right? Yeah. Just because we don't know how to quantify it doesn't necessarily mean that it's false or fake or something. It just means that there's a lot. We like, that's what the paranormal is for me, is that we're trying to explore the gray areas of life. It doesn't necessarily have to be ghosts and entities. That's one aspect to the paranormal. But pa- yeah. the paranormal in general is about anything that's you know, outside the normal, normal, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Outside of normal, yeah. that's right. Or supernatural, super, which is extra, natural. outside of Nature. natural, yeah. right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so they're sort of interchangeable. Um, sometimes I think supernatural has more of a, a religious connotation, but not necessarily. But my point simply is, is that energy is intention, and um, how does that work? Why does that work? Um, I tend to think that when you open yourself up in life. When you let go of hate, when you let go of depression, because depression is real, and I have it too, so we just talked about that on the mm-hmm. previous episode, but I try very hard not to live there forever, and you know why that is the main reason? It's because you become selfish. Yeah. It's- we all have to self-care. We mm-hmm. all have to get our heads right. We all have to take time off and heal and do whatever it takes to get right and feel right in life that's normal but the thing of it is is that if you spend your whole life thinking about yourself talking about yourself caring about yourself only self-caring you forgot Mm -hmm. the point of life which is that life is about helping one another 